Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to PCP Pop Culture. Ahoy! Hello! Oh, Captain Jordan. I I don't know why I awkwardly start with these greetings all the time, but might as well get it out of the way. <laughs> I, I don't know. You'd think at this I mean, point I'd have mastered a smooth transition. Oh, God, no. It's part of your charm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and the ahoy is how you and I first met. It's how you reached out to me at first. That's what you first said mm-hmm. to me via Lee on Twitter. You said ahoy in a drunkenness, and I mm. sent you back a picture of Lee on a boat. And you were like, I've never mm. seen that picture before. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's amazing. You sure. didn't even know you were on that boat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Lee, I mean, this is an exciting week for us. So I think it's um, it starts airing on Wednesday night. Uh, awkwardly same night as Beverly Hills for our listeners. Um, This Wednesday, the 31st, Ryan Murphy's season two of Feud, Capote versus the Swans. The Swans being my my patron saint, my guiding star, (laughs) Princess Lee Radswell. So, um, I mean, we talked about it last week, and it will start airing this Wednesday. Oh, one thing I do want to say about it, though, um, they had a premiere party in New York. Did you see? They had the whole cast. It was at the Plaza, which, if you guys don't know, it was Truman Capote in 1968 had the party of the century. It was his black and white ball at the Plaza Hotel, and um, his his not escort because she had her husband there, but his prize swan of the evening at his side was Lee Radswell. It's been called the party of the century and it was super duper triple quadruple a list anyways. So besides the cast and stuff, he had a couple housewives. He had Bethany. What a tribute to Lee Mm. (laughs) and and Mm -hmm. Sonia Morgan, which makes a little more sense, but not Carol Radswell. And that's very odd, very interesting. I bet you she wanted an appearance fee, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, really? It it occurred to me, because I'm like, okay. It occurred to me, because I'm like, um, one of our listeners and followers, Shannon, uh, Govani, he's seen it. He has a, he's a, he's a journalist. He has the media screener. Yeah. And he said, maybe he works, he works for, I believe the Toronto star, uh, shout out. But, um, he said maybe Carol chose to stay away because it doesn't paint the most flattering portrait of these women. But I just had a thought. I'm like, well, Carol wasn't Lee's daughter. She didn't grow up in the swan world. It's not like it's going to give her flashbacks and ruin childhood memories. Two, she already cashed out and tarnished the name by taking it to Housewives. And Ryan Murphy is a lot more prestigious than Andy Cohen. So my... (laughs) (laughs) My inner Lee is coming Depends on what circles you run in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What I hear. (laughs) 
but so my thinking is her being a Radswell with this appearing may she may have viewed it as oh he wants me to endorse it and um you know if they invite you they might send a car for you something like that but i bet you she was like this is all by the way in my head but also just from a pattern i've noticed with housewives behind the scenes and business dealings she may have been like i'll show up if you give me 50 grand or something you know this is essentially an endorsement so my guess i'm basically her mother-in-law so it should be taken it should be taken hardcore yeah i think so yeah. Do you have plenty of room on your DVR to like save these episodes for forever and never and never and mm-hmm. never? I mean, and did I'm you a... stock up on a lotion and Kleenex, <laughs> diamonds <laughs> and caviar? I'm a, I'm a princess, <laughs> but no. So I don't. So it's just interesting, but it will be exciting. I'm sure it starts airing this Wednesday. So for the I don't know how many episodes there are, five, seven, but it'll be keeping us busy on PCP for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I'm excited for the cast. I like the entire cast. I mean, mm-hmm. all the all the actors. So I'm like, I'm excited to see all of them. Yeah. Should be good. I am. Oh, it is actually, though, just have to say, it does feel a little bit like an attack because it's all about fake Lee. No. <laughs> That they're airing it side by side with Beverly Hills as we enter the final stretch. I mean, do you think Ryan Murphy has beef with PCP? That's very one hundred percent. Yeah, that's what feud. The feud, feud Mm -hmm. season three, the scheduling conflicts. Okay, who would you want to play you in Ryan Murphy's feud, PCP versus Ryan Murphy? <laughs> oh, God, who would it be? Who would it be? I don't know when I was... I know who I would have play me. I would have Catherine Heigl hmm. play me. Oh. When I, I was... see that. When I was a bit heavier back in the day, my worst night... Sends me. I hate it when people be like, oh, like, like, uh, what's his name? I don't want Jonah Hill playing me. Let's just put it out there. No. <laughs> that, <those laughs> so many reasons. Yeah. 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 No, so, <laughs> I don't know. Who could do me justice? Dun, dun, dun. I'll have, I don't know. Well, I will say for me, I would like to be played by Callista Flockhart. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tie into Lee, yeah. I would like her to play both of us. I think that would be great. That would be great. She might need to gain a little bit of weight, but mm. she's an actress. She can do that. You know, oh my um, I guess, you know, since we're going with, and I get compared to him all the time, like every time I'm walking down the street, basically, they start yelling, Jacob, Jacob, Mr. O'Lordy, please stop. I'll let him have a role. He can play mm. me. What else, <laughs> what else does he have going on in his pathetic little career? It's, it's true. He, he could he could use a little bit of a resurgence. I yeah. think he's kind of dipped. I think I think you should have British uh, British actor Jason Isaacs play you. I think I, I think that's who you should have play you. Oh, that's a, yeah. That. He's playing Cary Grant right now. In a, oh, okay. Uh, in a so that Brit that would work. And he was he played he's. 
Lucius Malfoy in the Harry exactly. Potter Exactly. So I think that's really more of what I'm going for is like the Lucius Malfoy. No, but he should he should play Jordan <laughs> with the flowing locks no. from Harry Potter. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy Irons played a really good Klaus von Bülow and um mm-hmm. Reversal of Fortune. So I mean he, he gets my energy. He played Scar. I mean if we if if we could get, you know, you know, 40-year-old Jeremy Irons to play you, but <laughs> then that would work. But yeah. I don't think 70-year-old Jeremy Irons works so, mm. as well. <laughs> I, as I love that it- you just said, you com- you just compared your energy to Scar from The Lion King. <laughs> and Klaus von Bülow. So, and Klaus von yes. Bülow. You're, you gotta, you Yeah. This is why we you never record in studio <laughs> together. This is this is why we are always remote. <laughs> For safety purposes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of who else. We'll save it for later, pl- I guess. I'll yeah. be up all night. I mean, we'll, if you we'll figure out another, you just yell it out. Yeah. What else happened this week, though? Uh, are you guys ready for the Justin Timberlake Redemption Tour? Yeah. Nope. So excited. No. <laughs> Do you have your tickets ready? Uh, yeah. No, I actually already won. You already did that, that show last week in Memphis. I was there, front row, obviously. Uh, yeah, he's re- he's releasing his first album in uh, five years. Uh, it's been, only released- been five years. I thought it had been longer. It's only been five years. <laughs> Well, honestly, his la- this is, I think, his sixth album overall, and they've been getting like decreasing quality over the six. Like the last one he released like five years ago, not very good, mm. not very memorable at all. And I think it was like his, his first one that didn't really chart. So people mm. think he was kind of on the downswing anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, this one, people are thinking, oh, is it going to be like an introspective, like redemptive thing? Because the name of the album is Everything I Thought I Was. So it's like, oh, is he looking within? Because, you know. A lot of things have come out over the last few years. Uh, his first single is called Selfish. Uh, so maybe he, he gets it. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, it's, I hate to admit it, not a bad song. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Not a bad song. Not a banger, but it, it is a bit of a bop. Um, but the funny thing about it is that, so the song is called Selfish. And uh, as soon as he released it, the Britney fans came out because as they want to do and because they hate them, hate him, deservedly so. Um, they went and found a kind of obscure Britney song from 2000, her 2011 album, Femme, Femme Fatale. Mm. It was a bonus track on that album, also called Selfish. Mm. And this is not a song that was released as a, a single or anything. They went and found that song and got it to chart on the iTunes charts. And right now it is charting above the Justin Timberlake new single, which I just think is very funny. If you look at the iTunes, as of today, as of this weekend, the iTunes charts, um, the Britney selfish, the song from 2011 is currently number three on the charts. And Justin Timberlake's new single is number four. So score one for the Britney fans. Well, and, and the Britney fans did a second burn on jt too because there is what are these balloons um there there's not a 
music video for Britney's Selfish because it's such an obscure track and there isn't, but there is a video for his. And so because they're, they're kind of hand in hand, that video for him is number one on the charts. But so since she doesn't have one for that, they found Oops, I Did It Again and made that one the number one video to make it above his. Yeah. So they, the, Brit, the Britney fans were like, we're going to make it work somehow that she, mm-hmm. <laughs> that she is above him no matter what. Mm. He's just the worst, man. It, I, I don't even. I he mean, was on SNL where do, where this weekend. I and, didn't watch because he annoyed yes, me. Yes, and that was a that was also no. problematic because of, you know his history of um, the things he does to women, like Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. made her take the fall, and then this, all the stuff that's come to light about. I mean, he apologized for stuff he did to Britney before her book came out, and then the book obviously did not paint him in a in a great light. So his his, you know, the the things he does around women. And then last night, people really kind of jumped on him. D- Dakota Johnson was the host of the, the SNL this weekend. He was the musical guest. But he ended up, like, just outstaging her. Like, he he was in more, he was in, it seemed like he was in more skits than her. When she was doing her monologue, he came out to, like, great applause. It's like he was just trying to take over. Mm-hmm. Which it you know, given his reputation with women, it's not the best look that he would do that. It's not surprising either. No, no, in no way surprising. None. None. I'm looking at the lyrics for selfish and um, oh my god. Like because your lips were made for mine and my heart would go flatline if it wasn't beating for you all the time. So if I get jealous, I can't help it. I want every bit of you. I guess I'm selfish. It's bad for my mental, but I can't fight it. When you're out looking like you do, but you can't hide it, no. But you would frame, ooh, baby, who could blame you? Glad your mama made you. Making me insane, you cannot be explained. Ooh, you must be an angel. Oh, no, this is just like, this is not any growth whatsoever because it it is a woman as an object and she must be mine. Mm -hmm. She only belongs to me. That's all these lyrics are. It sounds to me like a knockoff of, I not Joe. Who's the little Jonas? The one married to Priyanka. Nick? Nick. Nick. It reminds me of mm-hmm. that song, Jealous. Still got yes. jealous. Yes. Cra- yeah. Except I'll mm-hmm. listen to a Jonas brother. I'm not listening to Justin Timberlake very much. So I think that Justin Timberlake is very overrated. Always has been. I think he's as good as his production on his albums. Like when I said that they've been getting lesser quality over the years... His first album, Justified, had some absolute bangers on it, mm-hmm. but that was mostly Pharrell and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes producing it. The second yeah. album, Future Back Love Sounds, that was Timbaland. Mm-hmm. So, and those are almost all of his hit. Then he had the 2020 experience, had like one or two hit. He's a, he's he's all producer. He's, you know, I mean, he's fine. He can dance, he can sing, sure. But I bet those producers could have made any, they, they could have made... Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC could have been this with the right production, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. I mean, imagine what JC No offense, Chris Kirkpatrick, by the way. I think JC was supposed to be that. Like, he was if you go back and that. look so, at the NSYNC, he was supposed to be that. So imagine if he'd had the Neptunes producing his exactly. debut solo album. If he had Timbaland doing his album, like, that would have been amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. now JT got. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I listened to "Rock Your Body" like way too many times. That song, that song was. Oh like, no! Great. Oh god! No, "Justified" has so many bangers on that album. So many, so many bangers. Yeah. yeah, 
It's basically yeah. if Pharrell had produced a Michael Jackson album. It's basically mm-hmm. the entire thing they were going for. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Anyway, but, but, know, I, but, but I, the, go ahead. I was gonna say just fuck him. Was was <laughs> gonna be my closing statement for the Justin Timberlake. Is that guy can? Oh, go good. Fuck we were gonna himself. say the same thing. So perfect. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. On YouTube, I subscribe to a couple of fashion channels, so I get to see the wonderful um, runway shows like a day or so after. So I've been watching a lot of the Paris Fashion Week mm-hmm. shows uh, on YouTube, which I love. I love watching it. And but it was interesting to see all the hullabaloo over Kylie being at whichever show it was, which is funny because I only care about the actual Gautier. show. <laughs> like what's happening on the... Yeah, it was, it was Jean-Paul Gaultier, which I thought was just... I know the cologne, the perfume, you know, that famous bottle. It's like blue. That's all you know? The, the, the you don't know like the whole like... Oh my God, like... I'm like, not actually He Lee. became famous because Madonna's cone bra. Oh, okay, yeah. I was associated with Jean-Paul Gaultier that he did all the outfits in The Fifth Element. Like he, did, yeah, he basically he did designed too. every outfit in the movie The Fifth Element, which is yeah. very, if you're looking for like, what what is the best way to describe Jean-Paul Gaultier? It's look at Gary Oldman's character in The Fifth Element. That yeah. is him. Yeah. yeah. I just, is he still with look, us? Is Jean-Paul Gaultier still alive? He is still with us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I just know the blue bottle. things for a bit, but That's not as what, bad yeah, as John, I, John Galliano, though. That was so. Galliano. No, John Galliano absolutely said questionable things. Yeah. 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 But Jean-Paul Gaultier, I mean, it's hard to run a couture house. It's very expensive. Like you basically don't really make money off of it. But, but yeah, I mean, Jean-Paul Gaultier first came into the zeitgeist with, I forget exactly which tour, maybe it was the Who's That Girl tour from Madonna, but when she, basically the whole like cone breast mm-hmm. uh, bustier things, like when those happen, like that's mm-hmm. that was Jean-Paul Gaultier and he did so many of her costumes for so many years. So he did that and then also had his own fashion house. So yeah, but anyway, um, but Kylie Jenner, um, people are saying that she looks like she's 40 years old, which is mm-hmm. an insult to 40 year olds. So. <laughs> yeah, that kind of hurt a little bit. She's what twenty? Like, I think she looks good. Is she? God, that it that makes me feel old. I know that's because I I I mean I still it doesn't seem it seems pretty recently when there was that that online the internet countdown clock to her turning eighteen because that's a creepy thing that people mm-hmm. still do. I remember when that, that people doing that countdown clock for the Olsen twins to turn eighteen. Yeah, really fucking creepy. It seems uh, like yep. Kylie yeah, maybe so be, she's already twenty six. Maybe because we've known. Her, she's been in the public eye since a kid. I it seems so long. The family's been out there for so long. I thought she was in her thirties at this point. I don't know, but no, she's only twenty six, and she's been working on softening her image a bit, softening her style. So, like here, she was mm-hmm. wearing this like long, flowy dress with relaxed hair, minimal. Was it minimal makeup? I don't know the ticks and trips of that, but it wasn't bright. It was very muted. It's a more natural look mm. of makeup. Um, yeah, but muted is, is a good word for that. Um, she's less, she seems to have let her, some of her fillers go, whether she's Yeah, she's talked them about that. Or not. I mean, she, she says she let her lip, fill, no, she's still doing her lip fillers. She's just, mm. Well, I think a lot of the Kardashians are changing their look from their very like 
overfilled trying to fill this very like hip hop type of look that mm-hmm. they were going for. And they were getting criticized for that too. Like, look, do whatever, but you know, change their body and everything like that. And now they're swinging a, a, the other way, the pendulum swinging the other way. This is why I go just don't do plastic surgery based on a trend. That's my opinion. If you're doing plastic surgery, do it based on how you feel about yourself and like what you need to do to feel good about yourself. Don't do plastic surgery based on a trend or what's trending right now, because I think the Kardashians are a perfect example of doing that, of Mm -hmm. plastic surgery and fillers and that stuff as a trend. And then, but they have the money to fix it up to a point because you can only fix it so long. Like, because also those fillers, like Kylie's been getting fillers since she was young even though she denies it, but she's still, we all know that she has like, I'm sorry, don't piss on my head and then tell me it's raining. Like girl, you've been getting fillers like, um, but it stretches out your skin. And so she's only 26 and she's like been stretching out her skin. And I think that's why people are kind of like, she looks like she's 40 because in a sense, the elasticity on her skin is getting, is getting tested and mm. it's a quality that just starts to happen and and it's not something that people there's a plumpness that's not there anymore i think because she's losing volume mm-hmm. because of losing her fillers and not letting her face age naturally that's my opinion um yeah do fillers no fillers aren't permanent right so it's what i'm saying is they does is has it been she had them removed or she chose not to renew them like have them redone well it could be both Mm-hmm. You have to have them redone um, because they're they're quote unquote not permanent. However, there's been a lot of research lately and some evidence showing that that they don't completely go away. That you can have fillers and you can have them quote unquote dissolved, and you cannot get them for years. And then they, they'll have people do MRIs and stuff, and the fillers will still they they will have not had fillers for like five, ten, twelve years. Mm-hmm. And there's still fillers sitting in their face in places. Yeah. It may not necessarily show up 100%, but it, like in their in externally, but it's still that hyaluronic acid still sitting in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's not something that your body necessarily metabolizes completely and ejects like Botox. Um, so it is, I would say it's more of a semi, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. It seems to be at the moment, a more of a semi-permanent solution. Mm-hmm. You'll get it in. It'll change things. It may not 100% go away with time or with dissolving it. So you you need to make sure when you're doing it that you really want to do it in those places. And also people get places in the wrong, like putting it in your cheeks. If you want to add more volume to your cheeks, just get cheek implants. <laughs> just mm-hmm. get cheek implants. Like it's just yeah, so easy. Yeah, get cheek sorry. implants. Yeah, yeah. But there's a certain thing like the fillers should be used in certain areas and other people are using them in areas where it doesn't need to be used, where it can like, you don't want to stretch out the skin on your cheeks and then stop getting fillers and have it fall down. Like, or you don't want to get it in your jaw necessarily. And then have, then all of a sudden it it starts, stops working and you've got jowls. Like if you're worried about jowls, save up the money and get a lower facelift because that, that, that'll take care of it. Like that, that'll be worth all your money right there. I remember Carol Radswell said on that, this isn't anything that related, just I remember a mark she made on Housewives because, you know, she was dating Adam or whatever, and she was in her 50s and he was whatever, and but she looked great. And she said, the thing is, 
Botox and fillers, they make everyone who uses them a homogenized 35. That was her joke. She, she was like, at the time, Lindsay Lohan was in her late 20s. She was in her 50s. She's like, we all just kind of look vaguely 35 when we use it. And I think because Kylie Jenner is on the younger side and has been using it since she was so young, it does age you. Like, if I see mm-hmm. someone's had work done, even if it looks great, I automatically assume they look great for their age. They're older and have pulled it back a little so mm-hmm. yeah it gives it away so like there's also there's also something to be said for quote-unquote perfection which I, <laughs> I i think they're going for i don't know i keep doing hand gestures you guys can't see this but i keep doing hand gestures and then all of a sudden balloons will fly up i, mean, I, I, see I do something I and it looks balloons. like a it's more for the listeners because they can't see it yeah but like balloons will fly up or i'll do something in a Thumbs up and a thumbs up will fly up in a bubble. I'm like, it's just a lot of fun here? for me. Yeah. <laughs> How do I turn this off? I don't want these happening. <laughs> anyway, um, but like, it's like with AI pictures and things like that. We all, like, even if an AI picture is really good, we somehow know it's not real. And it's mm-hmm. because of the perfection of the picture. As a human being, we're used to seeing imperfections. And that's how we recognize that something is real. Something is not real if it's too perfect because nature is imperfect. Mm-hmm. And so we expect imperfections. So I think there's also something that sometimes with uh, Kim and Kylie, any of the Kardashians, but also like anybody who over photoshops their face or does too much, that we kind of go, oh, wait a minute, they're too symmetrical, they're too perfect, there's something wrong here. And that's that's also kind of the feeling I'm getting, like looking at her, I'm like, wait a minute, there's something a little too quote unquote perfect and it's unsettling. Yeah. It, it's unsettling to human beings to see something that perfect. We're kind of like, that's not right. You know, it's yeah. like, mm, I don't think so. Her, her style's also changed a lot since she started dating uh, Timothée. Uh, Chalamet. And I don't know if she's just like actively wants to fit in better with that crowd, but it seems like she's st- like not tamed down, but it, it does seem like she's wearing more minimalistic, like all black and things, th- things that she didn't used to wear. And I don't know if she's a little, you know, a little less Calabasas, a little more Paris fashion week. It's yeah. This is what I would say. Let, let's take it all let's take it all in that all of the Kardashian Jenner women, I mean, I think with the exception of Kendall, cause I never know who she's dating or anything like that, but they all seem to, they all seem to run away bright it like with the, whoever they're dating. They mm-hmm, seem to take mm-hmm. on the personality, the culture, the style, the fashion of whoever they're dating, whatever world that that person lives in. And so like they they retain their own Kardashianness. I would say that Kendall and um and and Mama Chris are kind of the only people who don't seem to do that because Chris is just like fuck it, I got I, I own this shit. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, Courtney, everything changed when she started dating Travis. You know, Kylie changed when she started dating Tyga, and then it changed. You know, it changed again, it changed again. Uh, Chloe's has changed who she's dating. Kim's has definitely mm-hmm. changed depending on who she's dating. So yeah, I would agree that, but I don't think it's necessarily, I think it's partially that world, but also just, yeah, they're in my opinion, 
how do you like your eggs? Whoever you're dating, that's the runaway mm-hmm. briding it. So, yeah. Yeah. So we can all agree that Kylie Jenner looks old enough to be our moms. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where we all got here. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think I think that's yeah. what the world's been hinting. I think at. she looks great, by the way. No, she does. She does look good. It's just off put. She like, does look good. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't she, look twenty. She doesn't look like the twenty six no. year olds that I that I know mm-hmm. that I'm friends with. Like, and it, it they have it they still help. have a more youthfulness to them, and she looks older. She looks hard, and, and it also that's... ages her a bit. That her her, yeah. Well, also her boyfriend looks twelve, yeah. so she's gonna look older next to him no matter what. He's like aging in reverse, but not in a good way. Like he's he's like Benjamin Benjamin buttoning it to the point where he looks like a twelve year old. Yeah, I I am like he just a skinny a skinny man. No, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> not for you. He's not so skinny. Oh God, there's so, yeah, no, exactly. Oh. Well, I think we should finish it on just a little a little sprinkle of astrology here. Ooh. I don't have much this week because it's kind of a quiet week for for astrology. Um, but because the big thing is if you felt since the beginning of the year that uh, that maybe your New Year's resolutions haven't really started or the year hasn't really started, you don't feel like things are moving along well. Uranus finally turned direct uh, this past Friday, and now literally all the planets in the heavens are moving forward. And so this is a time everything's moving forward. There's nothing holding you back, people. So if you're like, oh, Mercury's re- Mercury's not a retrograde. Mercury will not go retrograde until April 1st, April Fool's Day. So if you've been wanting to start something, like if you're like, I haven't, I haven't gotten on my diet yet or my exercise or my financial budget or this or this or this, now's the time. Start to do it. Plant those seeds. Start doing it. You got the you got everything. You got the stars and the wind at your back. Let's get it done. So this is the time. So you got until April 1st to get those seeds planted to start doing it. Let's get it done. People. Um, and then the only the second thing is that on Monday, February 5th, um, it, which is yeah, uh, Mercury will move into Aquarius and it'll conjunct Pluto there. So everybody's been talking about Pluto moving into Aquarius. Yes. Even I've been talking about that, but Mercury will meet up with it with, with uh, Pluto there. And that's the first time that Mercury and Pluto will have been conjunct together in 248 years in Aquarius, sign of Aquarius. So we're starting a new era of a lot of like you could have some news. I'm going to speak generally because I don't know people's charts, so I can't necessarily tell you exactly what you might hear or anything like that. But we could really hear some like we could get we could hear some new fun news about like AI, like some new tech, a new technological breakthrough, because Aquarius is kind of about technology, the future, science, social networks, things like that. So you could hear something new about that. We also could hear something something new and groundbreaking about science. Like there could be a new discovery from the James Webb Telescope about our universe. There could be a cancer, you know, research discovery, things like that. So kind of be on the lookout in the next, you know, next the week of I would say February fifth for like something a couple of days leading up to that. Yeah, um, I would also say if. When I spoke the last episode about 
Mercury and Mars coming together and maybe some, you had explosive words or people had explosive words for you or something crazy came up, you found out something really interesting and you, and it happened over the weekend. Let me know. Let me know. I had something unexpected happen. I was like, oh, this is, it took me about 24 hours to realize, oh, this is, this is my Mercury and Mars. I was like, okay, this is what was going to happen. So anyway, um, but yeah, that's all I have for, for this upcoming week, basically, uh, January 30th through February 5th, since we go out on Tuesday. So yeah. Hearing, anyway, hearing that cool. Mercury goes into retrograde <laughs> on April 1st, April Fool's Day, I think it's important to let our listeners know to start getting their posts ready and saving them in drafts because it is going to be trending that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decide what April Fool's joke you want to place on people, mm-hmm. how you want to make it happen, all of that stuff. I will say this, a real quick like caveat to Mercury and retrograde. Look, people talk about it all the time. It is important. But Mercury goes retrograde three to four times a year. So Mercury is retrograde basically a quarter of the year. Mm. You can't avoid it. And stuff happens. So life happens. So don't get too worried about things. Like people, Some people freak out and like, you can't stop your life. You can't stop your world. Just be aware of it. And, and, and take your time. That's what I say with Mercury retrograde. Take your time. Don't rush things with Mercury retrograde. That's really what Mercury retrograde is trying to teach us. Don't rush things. Take our times with things. So, Proceed yeah. with caution. That's what I got. Okay. Oh. Wow. With some uh, things, yes. You know, yeah. On that note, you know what you should not move slowly about? In fact, you should rush manically over to Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Make sure to rate, subscribe, review, and follow. Share with everyone you love, hate, in between and of course we're on tiktok and instagram at pretty corrupt podcast uh twitter at pretty corrupt one and of course we have two episodes each week so make sure to listen to the bravo breakdown as well it came out today also and we will see you next episode cause, cause, cause. Oh.